Welcome to Living with Purpose, the interview series where Francis Lynch speaks to various people about what purpose means to them and explores what gives them the energy to do what they do. Most people have got a story to tell, and these interviews show that extraordinary stories come from ordinary and not so ordinary people. So listen on as we explore purpose and meaning, and hopefully learn a little about some great people. Linda Rose is finding purpose in her life through a focus on health and wellness, and she's finding ways of bringing her knowledge and energy to people that she has the opportunity to work with. She's particularly focused on the food that we eat and how that can influence our health and the way that we feel. Linda has a special focus on supporting women, which has also led her to practice as a doula, which is a companion role for a woman who's giving birth. Linda has made some changes in her life in the last few years after she was diagnosed and survived non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Please join me as I have a conversation with Linda. So welcome, Linda, to the Living With Purpose interview. Um, just as a start, can, can you tell me um, how you would describe yourself to, to someone who you were just meeting? How I would describe myself is, I guess, someone that's always learning, always looking for new ideas and new concepts, and most of that is to do with health and wellness and applying them to how I live and learning about myself, how I, how I integrate new ideas and new ways of thinking into my life to make my purpose in the world how I want it to be. Yeah, so there's lots of things in there. I there mean, is. Learning, learning is a lot of what um, you're sort of talking about there. So um, trying to find new ideas that make sense to you and, and work for you. Yeah, I guess ideas that I feel for me are moving me forwards and making my life more balanced and yeah. more, more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what would be some of those ideas that are really important to you just at the moment? Uh, big, a big focus on wellness and health and balance, um, as well as nutrition and whole foods to keep our bodies, or keep my body healthy and um, as good as it can be, the best that it can be, um, and the reason that I do that is because I feel if your body's healthy and your mind's switched on, then you have a better perspective of the world and are a more positive person, which is what I, which I aim to be. Yeah. And is that something that's, um, that you've been interested in for a long time or is it something that's changed over time? It's changed. Well, I, I feel like it's changed, but I also know when I had my, my babies, my first baby, I was very cautious of what she ate and what she didn't eat. And then when the other three came along, I pretty much lost the plot <laughs> and my whole life changed back to whatever normal was at the time. But since I guess I was unwell a few years ago, obviously my focus has been more on, on diet and nutrition and lifestyle to keep myself well, which is which is why I, I seem to have fallen into this pathway of, of learning about that because of an interest to me. Yeah, yeah. And so 
is that something that that you find um, like there are people who help you along that path? Or I studied I studied Paul Check, who's a holistic lifestyle coach, um, and. I came across his learning through a personal trainer that I was seeing at the time. And the first step of his training is about nutrition, which obviously switched all the light bulbs on for me and, and it was something that I, I hadn't been aware of before, I guess. And his his teaching is mostly about whole foods and, you know, organic foods and no pesticides and getting back to traditional ways of eating. So that... That was the first step, which I did. So I did the course for that, and it really changed changed everything we did in the household. And um, the rest of the family thought I'd gone a bit crazy with what I was saying. You can't have this. We have to have this, and we've got to try that. And now we're, we're eating food like this. But luckily, they all came on board with me. And at the same time, my eldest daughter was studying environmental science. So she was really on the same page if you like and um, we encouraged each other to try new things and and we gauged we gauged the way we should eat by the way that we felt and because we started to feel better we realized that this for us this was the way that we wanted to go so that's that's what I learned from that and it was a, a big turnaround in my life do you think that you notice your the experiences in in your body more now like when you're saying you're yeah. feeling better, yeah. so do you think you're, you're yeah, more I do because aware? the whole the whole pull check system teaches you to become aware of your body sensations, which I feel like you lose touch with because we all get busy and we all, you know, commute back and forth to work, and we're so busy thinking about what the next day will bring that we forget to slow. Well, I guess in the beginning you do have to slow down and take note, but as time goes on you begin to realise the sensations in your body are related to how you how you eat and how you think. They seem to be correlated for me. Do you think that there was a period where you'd sort of lost that connection to yep. noticing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, I suppose, about, about the change. And, and so, you know, how long ago do you think that that sort of change happened for you? I mean, you mentioned being unwell, but was it something that, um, you felt that you had become like a little in a pattern before that or a routine? Of... Mm, no, I don't think so. I think, I think I've always been a fairly <clears throat> spiritual type of person and I've always been in touch with the, not the aura but the energy around me and, and, of course, within my body. But I feel like... I might have been skimming the edge of that, but the new learning that I that I had with Paul Check has really honed that in and made it more real and more tangible. So I know that it's there now. Yeah. So you, you talk about him being like a wellness sort of coach. Is that, yep. that right? So is is there particular um, uh, sort of philosophies or principles that sort of underpin his approach? Yes, he teaches more about having a soul connection with your body. So he teaches you that you have your body, a physical body, but you also have the spiritual or soul side of you. So he encourages you to be in touch with that. And he 
he practically uses that as his daily guide. Like he, he tunes into that part of himself and he'll use that part of himself to write blogs, to organise plane trips, to really rule everything that he does, for want of a better word. Um, I haven't kind of got to that depth yet, but it's, it's interesting to investigate how that develops and how um, you can put it to good use once you learn to trust that I guess is is the main thing of trusting your yeah, gut and knowing yeah. what you know is 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 how you are. And and are you starting to sort of have that experience yeah. of being able to 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 sort of connect or or experience that mm. that soul connection and then find yeah, absolutely. the find the how would you put it? I mean, is it is it finding the guidance or yeah, it is. The, it is like a guidance. It's more about your. I guess for me, it's about my core values and how I. Um, make sure I stick to them because if you have if you have ways of living and ways of doing things and you're you're given an idea that doesn't fit with them before I may have gone along that path and gone along and you know gone with the flow but now I'm now I'm able to give myself permission to sit back and think oh it's not really what I want to do and it doesn't fit with what I know and how I feel. And I more make decisions now about how I feel within myself rather than just I might just react and go, well, okay, yep, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Now I now I sit back and think and take time to make sure that, that what I'm doing is what I really want to do and what feels yeah. good inside. Do you think you mentioned values. Is, is value something that you feel there's been a continuity, like a, a, a sort of like from childhood through your adult life and that there's been a, a sort of continuous sort of understanding of what that is? Or do you think it's changed? I think it has changed. I think I, I don't know that I was was grown as a child to know about core values or to understand yeah. them. Yeah. I don't think it was part of our family life. Um, I mean, generally there's the core values of you must earn money, you must, you know, not have your elbows on the table, you must eat meals, all those types of things. But the core values that I'm, I guess I'm talking about are are more relationships, how you, how you relate to people and how you feel about yourself. Because if you have your values set for yourself, Mm. then you're more used to other people. Yeah. And so it sounds like you've, you've been able to in more recent years sort of think and and choose what you want to be yes and giving myself permission to do that because I feel I feel as women we we tend to become mothers and then we're busy looking after children and somehow we get lost on the edge of that we forget our own identity almost and it's for me it's as my children have grown and left my home that I've been able to get back to who I am and become more of an individual rather than almost like a, a clone of five people, little ones and me involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And does that feel like, uh, like how does that feel? It's Well, it's pretty refreshing and it's also quite scary because I suppose if, you, if, if you've got all those little ones around you and you have to make a choice, obviously as a mum you think of them first mm. and, it, and it feels okay to do that. And having done that for... I guess how long well, your kids are adults now, aren't they? yeah. And you, are you a grandmother yet? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I am a grandmother. So, three, nearly three times. Yeah. But I think having to make those choices 
for your kids from their perspective is easy because you always put them first. But then as they've left home and you yeah. begin to put yourself first, it's almost a bit of shaky ground for me it has been. Like, oh, is it okay? Oh, yeah, I can do that because it's only me involved. I don't need to worry about anybody else anymore. Yeah, yeah. So who else do you think has really um, been influential in terms of the way that you that you see yourself now, like over the over that period of your your life? Um, who else has been really influential? I guess the people that I that I mix with and I um, have the same ideas and the same bonds with. We all spur each other on, and um, I see them going through the different journeys that they go through, and it's quite inspirational to see them moving along their life path and um, um, I guess sorting through any difficulties really well and coming out of it okay at the end. Yeah, so being inspired really just yeah. by, the, by the people you connected to, yeah. your friends and the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't have to be the, the great big thinkers of the world. No, it's it just doesn't the, have to be. It's the people next door. Yeah. So how would you describe your purpose as you see it now? Um, for me, or yeah. my purpose is to <coughs> share my knowledge with people that are open to hearing it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my purpose. So how do you go about that? How do I go about that? Any willing ear I will, will, will um, <laughs> fill with anything that they want <laughs> to know about anything that I know. Um, I have a blog that I use and I have a few clients that I'm coaching through wellness and health. So that's pretty much how I let that part of me escape. So what, what, when you say you, you work with some clients, what, what sorts of things do people bring to you? It's mostly diet related. Um, although lately I've been delving into inner child healing. So that's becoming something more apparent to me that is a need that needs to be filled and addressed in people. So it's helping people to understand their upbringing and how it might affect them positively or negatively as an adult mm. and um, helping them to sort through their thinking patterns in a positive way. Yeah. I, I, I read a blog post of yours today actually talking about your own experience of, of um, uh, reflecting on your inner child or the child, the, the girl, Linda, mm. and... and so has that been an interesting sort of um, experience for you to sort of think about your own, like who you are now, but also to reflect on who you have been and how that's come about? It has been because um, I guess your childhood shapes who you are and it's, what did they say, the, see the child at seven and you see the adult. So if you've had, if, for instance, you've had a, a childhood that's been disruptive and a bit... Um, full of turmoil, turmoil, then the person that you will be as an adult will reflect those thought patterns and those thinking patterns and how you might react to things that might not be helpful to yourself. So if you can revisit that part of your life, the, the childhood that you had, you can actually heal those memories and those thought patterns and become able or more clear in your thinking yeah. as an adult. Yeah, and, and I suppose um, what underpins that in a sense is... is having, like as the adult now, is, is consciously uh, rather than just taking the past as something that 
happened and you had no choice about but actually to consciously uh, reflect on that and to mm. think about what that means. And, yeah, it's and, pretty powerful. It's not yeah. easy to do. Like, it can be quite painful to go back to a childhood and think, you know, why did that happen or how has that happened or why do I think that I th- the way that I do? And if you go back and revisit those emotions that are, are tangled within that, those thought patterns, it can be quite emotional yeah. and it can be quite... Um, it can be a, a huge gr- a breakthrough. You know, I've seen people change in the blink of an eye just by remembering a thought and recognising it and dealing with the emotions that have that have been held within them all that time. Um, and it helps them as an adult in more ways than you can imagine. And, and that sense when somebody connects to that emotion, do you think that... Uh... I'm interested in what you see or what you observe in terms of what's happening for the person at that time. So, you know, can you see it because they tell you or can you see it in oh, their no, body? Oh, no, you can or... physically see it. Yeah. You can, people will sob and cry yeah. and and really yell and, and, and get angry at, at what has happened as a child. And so the release can be very physical. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 And, it, and it can take a few days after that release for you to work through whatever it was, for you to realise, oh, I don't have to think that way anymore. I can actually feel like this mm. or I can feel like that. I don't have to have that anger or that hurt or that resentment within me and it, I, I can be a freer person, which is what all the inner child healing is about. Mm. And I suppose um, like lots of other types of um, counselling or therapy or, or you know approaches to sort of change personal change it's it's about um taking responsibility Mm. now and Mm. and saying well who do i want to be how do i want to how do i want to react rather than just the reaction Mm -mm. yes it is it's it's taking an adult view of um of your decision making and your choices and feeling comfortable with them allowing yourself to make that choice for yourself rather than how you think you should have because of the way you were brought up. You know, yeah. it frees you up to become the person that you are. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting work. And so, the, I mean, I, so the people that you're connected to or the, that you're doing that type of work with, how, yeah. do, how do they come to you? Like, um, what's... Um, Through Skype. I, I've been doing a coaching session with a fellow in the U.S., so he has sent some people my way, I guess. So I have people in the US and people in Ireland. So okay. I do it through Skype. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's not crazy. even like face-to-face. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah, I've done some stuff uh, both on the phone and, and on Skype with people, and it is amazing how um, very quickly you move from being sort of aware of the technology to, to not being aware. Is that your mm. experience? Yeah, it is true. It's like you're in the same room, isn't it? It's, yeah. Is that what you mean? It's like yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. there with each other and I, I even feel like you move into the coaching part of it or the sharing part of it quicker than you would if you're in a room together somehow. Yeah. yeah. I was doing a, a, a training session actually with somebody who was in, um, I can't even remember the state now, but it was in the middle of winter and she was sitting in a room and it was actually snow outside and oh, I was gosh. in summer. Oh, and, gosh. you know, it was just this this complete opposite. And <laughs> but, yeah, very quickly it was just like, oh, well, that's all immaterial. 
Mm, yeah, really it is. It doesn't really matter. It's yeah. just the, helping each other out. That's the main thing. Yeah. So what, what's the, um, how do you sort of, uh, look, cause I'm aware, I mean, you, you work in real estate, you do other things in your life. So how does that all fit together for you? What, what do you sort of, how do you live a life that's sort of all together, even though there's all these different parts? Yeah. The, um, it's been, it's been a struggle the last year yep. to, to balance that, to be honest with you. And I guess I've just made the choice only the last few months to not be in real estate anymore because oh, okay. it, um, oh. it, um, it just doesn't sit congruently with me anymore. It's not. So have you already finished that? Or? Yeah. 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 In December. Oh, very recently. Early December. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's been a tussle for a couple of years, and and part of that is is learning to trust myself, yeah. <laughs> letting myself go on this new, different pathway, and and yeah. letting go of the old. It's it's been difficult. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. When I went on my holiday just lately, we went to the um, a little town in the back of of uh, Austria. And it's a, a little vineyard, a little winery area, and they had their ceremony every on the 27th of December every year. They have the ceremony of letting go of the old wine and bringing in the new wine. Oh, wow. So while I was away, I had my birthday day, which was fantastic and just inspirational. And then a few, like a week later, we had this night and we just all had such a celebration. And for me, it was part of letting go of the last five years of my life and moving on now with the new. So I used that night as my own little transformation. You know, yeah, it was my night to, Did you to sort just of come out the next morning as a new butterfly. Oh, hopefully, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way it works with me is it doesn't instantly happen. I have to just let it dwell within me. And a few days later, I think, oh, yeah, that's happened. I'm doing that now. So what what works then for you in terms of if you're at this real transition point? Um, so if you then go, say, forward five years, I mean, what, what do you see as, as the next five years for you? What do you think? What do I think? My, my focus will mostly be on building women, building their self-worth and self-esteem and helping women to realise their value that we give to community because I feel as though it's it gets lost in as everything does in busyness and I don't know if you're aware that I do work with mums in labor so I yeah, it's doula. called a doula yep. yeah um so I hope to get more involved in that because I I feel like it's just an amazing job that women do and um I want to help women feel more comfortable with the process and have have older women share their stories because I feel like that that whole communication with the younger set of girls coming through to have their babies is lost and I'd like to be able to encourage that back mm. so part of that we will be to hold some retreats and some blessing ceremonies for young girls or young women in labor or that are about to go into labor yeah, yeah. more of a cultural approach and so that's um yeah, I don't even know the words to put into it, but but there seems a lot bound into that type of work in terms of it's not just a practical task. It's actually the way you're describing it is this is actually a part of life that has a lot of elements to it. Mm, I feel, well, if you look at um, Indigenous cultures and 
ancient cultures, there was much more importance put on the birthing process. And I think as a mother that has birthed children and have watched several women birth now, um, the process can be such a beautiful, fantastic time. And I feel as the years have passed by that 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 aspect has been lost or isn't, isn't experienced as often as it could be. So I would like to be able to encourage encourage the teaching and the learning and the knowledge and the whole emotional process of birthing to be a beautiful thing that women can hold and take and value as, so as something that they do. Yeah. Sort of process. Yeah, no no no. It needs yeah, to yeah. be a whole a whole process with the whole person and their whole emotional, spiritual side as well. It's yeah, not yeah. yeah. I feel like it gets lost. And so I mean you spoke about, you know, the this being a transition point and, you know, the last five years, it, uh, it sounds as though there was, it was like a, towards maybe over the last year or so, there'd been sort of a bit of a, a lack of um, alignment between what you were coming to think and believe versus what you were doing day yeah. by day. Yeah. Um, so even though you're right at the very beginning of this change and transition, how, how has that shifted for you now? What do you well, I think I think I can I can say the last five years has been focused on me, mm. on on learning, on getting a good sense of who I am, of what I think, of how I feel, of where I where I want to be and what I want to share. And now that I've I feel like I've spent a fair bit of time learning about me, it's time now to be able to share it with others. So. That's that will that will be my focus for the next couple of years to get that up and running. And it's I know that it's not going to be something that snaps into place quickly. Yeah. yeah. But it, it'll be a process in itself. Yeah. And yeah. so the doula work might be part of it. Then. Yep. The coaching or support or whatever yep. might be part of it and yep. whatever else eventuates. Or... Whatever else turns up on the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what gives you the energy to do what you do now? You know, is there particular things that you do or think or uh, what gives me the energy to do what I do I think I suppose it's just the enthusiasm for life I think once you've once you've been through a situation where your life has been put on the line you just view the world differently when you when you come to the other end of that it's just having that wow the world is here and I'm, I'm in it and what can I do and what is there what is there not? You know, there's just so much that we can do as people. So just having that, the gift of being here is enough, is enough to give me the energy to keep going. So you mentioned that your life was on the line. Do you want to oh, okay. say anything about that? Okay. In, in uh, 2011, I was diagnosed with lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I had treatment for three years for that. Yeah. And of course, ongoing, I still have to have medical checks and yeah, all of yeah. those types of things. But to have come through that journey at the end of it and to think, wow, I'm here and all of these people were there to help me and support me and love me and bring me through is is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing to me. So I don't want to waste the time. I don't want to waste time that I have here. I want to always make sure that I'm learning and doing things and bringing to other people what was brought to me while I wasn't well. Yeah. I want to be able to give back. Yeah. And it, it sounds as though, um, 
yeah, that that's quite uh, sort of tangible for you now in terms of changing the the you know stopping being a real estate agent and then mm. finding the new paths. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It's um, what do they say? If your job is your passion, it's not your job. It's that type of a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. It is. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> Are there other things that you do that sort of I'm, – I'm interested even just in terms of, you know, are there particular things that, you know, on a daily basis you sort of do to sort of really connect into that energy or that, that purpose? I do. I, in the morning I just check in with myself and often I'll, I'll do a quick 10 or 15-minute meditation, which I'm getting better at doing. That's been, that's been a trial for me to make myself sit still and do that. But I'm – I'm beginning to realise the value of that. And I think the experience I had on the mountain, if you read my blog with that yeah. little stone, yeah. really brought back to me what you can do with meditation and how you can feel about it. So that's given me hope to, to make sure I do it every day. Because I think you need to check in with yourself and you need to set your compass for the day and make sure you're on track. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what I do in the mornings. Yeah, yeah. Once I've gotten over jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> How many days is it since you got back? Uh, four. Four, okay. <laughs> Today is Thursday, isn't it? Yes, it four is days. Thursday, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, one of the questions that I like to ask people is really what what would you sort of – how would you help someone or what tips would you give people, somebody who you were coming into contact with who was really unclear or unsure about what their – life purpose was and, and what they're here to be? Um, I think what I would say is, do you mean in work or just life generally? Uh, anything. I mean, it sounds as though this is where you're going, though, with yeah. your, your life is to actually be this type of sort of support or resource. Yeah, people, I think so. firstly I would ask them how they feel in the mornings when they wake up. Like, mm-hmm. are, they on their, are they on their life's track already or do they need to find it? Yeah, but some people, they say, oh, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, I'm lost. It's an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah. So my training would teach me to start with with diet and food and nutrition and sleep patterns and wellness yeah. and see how they feel in themselves after a period of time, if that, yeah. if that comes to light. Or ask them what their dream is, what their dream for the future is. How can they work towards that and then help them assist them to work towards that dream? And I guess once you've, once you've got a picture of your dream in your mind, that can also evolve and change as well. So you're not stuck to that. Yeah. It's always moving forwards to how you see yourself, I guess, contributing and being mindful of, of you and those around you. Yeah. Does that answer the question? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it does. And and um, um, if if I ask you the question, then um, not not directly related to that, but um, like this next five years or ten years for you, um, you know, you're on this pathway which maybe not be clear, you know, in terms mm. of exactly what you're going to be doing yeah, in six yeah. months or twelve months or whatever, but. Um, do you think that even though the the activities or the tasks or the what you're actually doing on a day by day basis may change over time, but do you think there's going to be a core essence or a, the the sort of um, 
the purpose behind that. Yeah. Is that going to stay the same? Yes, I think it will be. It's, and the core essence is about nurturing myself and nurturing others as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that will stay the same. And I guess, I guess the whole, when you ask the question about what, who inspires you and what, what gives you energy for the day, I've, I've just thought, the thought that's just come to my mind is my grandbabies because I see them, only I have girls at the moment, but I see them such beautiful little innocent little creatures that we all were at one point in time. Yeah. And we get, you know, life batters you about and, and um, serves you blows and gives you good things and you become this person at the end. But innately we were such beautiful little pure little creatures that there's no reason why we still can't think purely and beautifully and creatively and that seems to get lost so they inspire me to keep going as well and I guess that will be part of my five-year plan is to make sure that people are are in touch with who they are and how they feel and how they think because it's just so important yeah I see it as being so important yeah Sounds, I can get that. It's really, <laughs> it sounds really important. Are there any sort of, uh, I know you were speaking earlier about um, some of the people who influenced you, but are there any particular resources like books or um, uh, other podcasts or blogs or things yeah, that you I, see I, that you think are really for, good? Forever and ever I've listened to a podcast called Underground Wellness, oh, which okay. is um, a, a US one, and it's all about obviously food, nutrition, wellness, thinking patterns. Um, and it, it gets quite in-depth, so you have to start listening to the first one and then work your way through because <laughs> the language and the vocab gets a bit out of touch, out of control. Yeah. So I listen to that, but sadly, Sean Croxton is the fellow that runs that, has stopped doing that now, and I'm waiting to see what his new idea will be. Um, I did I did follow Jess Ainscoff. She... She was a wellness warrior, but she actually lost her battle to cancer, which was very sad. She was such a beautiful girl. She inspired me greatly and still does. And I read the Grain Brain book by Dr. Perlmutter, which was just life-changing for me. So is that like a gluten-free type philosophy? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Blew me away, that book. So who was it again? David Perlmutter. Perlmutter, I think, is his surname. It's just a great book. That's fantastic. Um, Sally Fallon does a, it's like a nutritional eating pattern from days gone by. So it talks about bone broths and pâtés and homemade formula for children, babies. If you can't feed them yourself, she talks about this fantastic way of eating, you know, high fat diet, low sugar, all those types of books are just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They really inspire me. Yeah. Do you think that, I'm interested because, um, like I, I eat gluten free because I know that that gluten really doesn't work, work for me. But yeah. um, do you think that? I mean, we get so much information through media about food and, and nutrition. Do you think that there are sort of generalisations, or is it really about the person and you know what actually is the right sort of combination of food and, and nutrition for that person? I think. What I would say to people is I had an interesting conversation with a fellow that I was away with, actually, and he said, why should I believe 
all this stuff that you need on the net. You know, why shouldn't I just eat what I want to eat for myself? And I said, well, that's that's okay, but how does it make you feel? Yeah. Like, you have to be in touch with how it makes you feel. So if you're eating a high-carb, high-sugar diet, how does it make you feel? How does your body present? If it's working for you, then great. But if it isn't, then you need to change it. So it is, it is, I think, at the end of the day, what you're saying, it is a bit of a personal, like, yeah, it's very what does it make you and feel? And I guess because yeah. we've mostly, we've been brought up with added processed food into our diets, it's not an easy thing to change. Like to drop sugar is not an easy thing to do. It's, it's really difficult. So many things. Yeah. yeah. It's hidden away. <laughs> it's really <laughs> and, and it is amazing because sometimes you think, oh, that's a savoury or a, a sort of, it's not a sugary type food. And then you look at it and you realise it is. Yeah, and you would you would know with gluten. Like I say, I cut out gluten, but I but I don't. I mean, I make most of my own sauces and preserves and things yeah, now. Yeah. But back in the day, all of those are full of gluten oh, anyway. You know, yeah, so just, you would know more about yeah, that yeah, than me. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. I'm interested. Just uh, we're sort of coming towards the end of the conversation. Um, I'm just interested. Are there any things that you're involved in that um, you'd like to talk about? Well, I think we've nearly covered it all. Only the only the development of these ceremonies for women that I'm finding quite quite exciting to delve into, um, and I and I guess I'm going along that pathway because even even milestones in our in our growth and development seem to be lost. For instance, when my children went through puberty, obviously. We took them out for a special dinner and, and celebrated that they'd become adults and that they were, you know, now at the next stage of their life. And I feel like little things like that have gotten lost, so I want to bring that back. I want people to recognise those points in their life and, so and take them for joy. That, yeah, yeah, rituals and cultures that we've yeah, lost. Because yeah, yeah. even when I was in Germany and we had this, this night at these wineries, in the little villages there, they have groups of men called hunters and their job in the village is to look after the forest and make sure that there's enough animals to hunt and they keep the forest rich and well. And they have to go through through the village to become a hunter. They are not just don't just enrol and become one. They have to learn the skills and it's passed on from their fathers. And at, at celebrations like we had in these wineries, they came along and they sang and they sang cultural songs and they you know, old fairy tales and they told stories. And I don't think that I know of that in Australia. I haven't seen it anywhere that we that we have that that input. And, and I, I suppose I got excited because those fellows in the village are obviously inspirational for the young boys coming through and yeah. they have people to look up to and, and that they could go to to question things that are not only their own own fathers. They can go and speak to someone else. So I'd like I'd like to see some of those things evolve. I think it's in interesting in, in Australia because we have all these different cultures of, mm. of migrant populations. But um, what I'm inspired by, I suppose, is that um, the Aboriginal people. Yeah. So in this area, the Noongar people. You know, I know. You know, I suppose over the last few years, I've heard a lot of the stories from, from Noongar elders, which mm. um, even. Even being in a place not far from where we are right now, we're you know hearing some stories, and so the stories I think are there sometimes. But you know, it's almost like do we, um, because of the history of Australia, it's like mm. we've we've lost connection. Yeah, that's what I think. To them, mm. yeah, and it's 
it, for me, it was really just beautiful to see these fellows and their job and what they do in their, yeah, their communities yeah. there. And I'm not aware of the Aboriginal culture, so that's something maybe I need to learn about. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a new thing. Maybe. <laughs> As we finish up, I'm, I'm just interested, uh, is there anything else I have may have asked the wrong questions? You know, is there something that you've been wanting to say and I didn't get? No, I think, I think yeah. we're pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that we came in, that I came and had a conversation. Um, and, and I think what I hadn't anticipated too was just that um, obviously for you there's this real point of transition. So literally, you know, mm. in the last month. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I've just found it, um, yeah, inspiring just to hear that, that sense of, um, you know, the, the conscious choice to, to move into a, a different sort of way of being. And, and a way of life and um, yeah I can really hear and, and see the connection that you're making with um, you know the the focus and the work that you've done for yourself and mm. then how that's going to work um, how you want to sort of use that um, to really continue and build you know the support that you've been able to give other people in the community Mm. Yeah, I really wish you luck with all of that. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming. It's been nice. No worries. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Living with Purpose interview series. There are show notes for each episode that you can get on the www.livingwithpurposeinterviews.com website. You can also connect with Francis on Twitter at underscore Francis Lynch, on LinkedIn, or on email at francislynch.me at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode as a podcast, then subscribe on your player and tell your friends. Thanks and join us again soon.